been lounging, lounging with Skipper. <laughs> You've been lounging, lounging with Skipper. Yo, 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 what's going on everybody? I want to welcome you all to another episode of Lounging with Skip. Uh, at the present moment, you know, I'm... I'm <laughs> we really lounging. Yeah, what it is. Yeah. The present moment, you know what I mean? I'm sitting with a, 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 a you know, a well-known actor in the game. Been in the game doing this thing um, for some years since... A lot of years. A lot of years. Like, since about 98, maybe? Something like that? Nah, since like 92. Okay, 92. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But for some years. For some years, yeah. <laughs> um, You know what I'm saying? The homie, We I've been cutting this man's hair for the past six years, maybe five years. At least. At least. Um, I had to bring him through. You know what I mean? He came through the lounge with me. I want to welcome everybody. Avery. Waddell. What's up, what's up, what's up? What's going on, man? Oh, man. Everything, man. Everything. So, <laughs> so how's life been treating you? Everything is, is cool? Life is, yeah, man. Everything is real good right now, man. I, I have no complaints. It's just super busy. Super busy. <laughs> super and, busy, but busy's good. And that's a good thing. That's a real good thing. And, and before we even get into the story of his, his, his backstory, I approached this man, and we had talked... And I mentioned to him that I wanted to do this podcast yeah. and how I was kind of stuck on the idea of doing it, but didn't know if I really <laughs> wanted to do it and didn't know how to do it. And he had told me that he had a conversation with My your father-in-law yeah. about him wanting to do um, a movie on his own, but he needed to get certain things in place or whatnot. In the, in the middle of him having that conversation with him, his father-in-law stopped him and said... Just stop right there. Just do it. Yeah. And he said, well, what do you mean? Just do it. I'm telling you, this is what I need. He's like, don't tell me no more. Just do it. And so the day after me and him had that conversation, and he told me about that, the next day I went and ordered the piece that I'm using right now yeah. to start the podcast because I kept hearing the words, just do it. Just do so it. here we are. So I want to let everybody know that the person you're about to hear speak on his journey, this was the final nail in the coffin to really, for me to just say, just go and do it and here we are you know this many episodes in yeah so yeah, up, your man. beginnings of as an actor what what like how what got you into it um was it something where you were a kid yeah tell, tell me about your beginnings when you were a little kid yeah yeah well i mean where are you from i'm from chicago chicago, mm, chicago. illinois the south side of chicago the south side of chicago Go Sox. you mm. know what i mean baseball off, season off, just started off, off what streets and all that 91st East End. So mm. for all you Chicago folks listening, I'm 91st East End, right off of Stony. Mm. That's where I came up. Went to uh, St. Thomas uh, Grammar School, okay. De La Salle High School. Okay. You know, yeah, yeah, man, running all over the South Side. Okay. Um, so yeah, but that's where I came up. And uh, man, how I got started in the acting thing, man. I, you know, as a kid, I was, I was always an athlete. You know, I played sports and and it was kind of. I, I wasn't like a troublemaker. Like, I ain't getting like real trouble, but I was kind of like that class clown, you know what I mean? Mm. You know, always trying to make somebody laugh, always getting in trouble for that kind of stuff, you okay. know? Um, and so, like, when I got to high school, one of my teachers kind of just got tired of sending me to detention for mm. silly stuff. Okay. So she was like, you know what? You like detention so much. Instead of going to detention, your punishment is going to be you're going to go. 
you're going to go audition for the school play. Mm. I was like, what? All right, you know what? I'm going to do it. Fine, I'll do it. So I went in there clowning. You so know? hold on. So all this time from when you were in grade school to you weren't thinking about acting. There was no, no type of something you, anything nah, you were trying to do. Nah. Okay. Nah, okay. nah, nah. I, I, <laughs> what's so crazy is I feel like I always had, I don't want to say unrealistic dreams, but I always had like, dang, that's what you want to do. Like, because for the longest, like I said, I was an athlete and I was, I was, I, I was super dope at, at, at basketball. Mm. And so for the longest, I was like, yeah, I'm going to the league. I'm going to the NBA. Mm. <laughs> you know what I mean? Mm. Which, I mean, you know, I mean, you know, it, I, I realized like, you know, my senior year of high school that that was probably not going to be the case. Okay. And it wasn't one of these things where it was just like, yo, but it was just like, we went to this tournament and we played this team that at the time was ranked like number one in the country. Okay. And they had like two seven footers, like just, and it, but everybody on that team was just like, it was already like a college team, right? Mm, okay. And it was the first time that I had kind of gone up against a team like that. Mm. And it just threw me like, I'm like, yo, I can't see the passing lane. Like everything just seemed quicker. Just everything mm. was, and I was like, yo, and so it was one of those things where it was kind of like a crossroads. Senior year. Yeah, yeah. And it was one of those things where it was kind of like a crossroads. It was like, all right, well, I could just work harder and get better. Mm. But by that time, I because all of this happened after I kind of started getting into the acting thing. And so, But by that time, I really started kind of really getting into it, developing a passion. And I was like, well, it's okay, been real, so, B-Ball. So, so, right, right. Yeah. So, 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 so the teacher, she said, she sent you to the audition. What was the oh, name yeah. of that so, play for that you was auditioning? It was... Uh, Man, I'm trying to. Um, I can't even remember the name of the play, but it was it was a play that was written by some of the drama students, okay. and uh, so I went in there clowning, thinking, "All right, this is just another opportunity for me to do what I do, just crack jokes, right, and clown." Man, I went in there thinking I'm disrupting something. Turned out it was a comedy, <laughs> and they were like, "Yo, you are exactly what we looking for." Gave me the lead role, and I was like. Uh, Really? Okay. Yeah. So, and I got on the stage, man, and it was one of those things. This where is I was, when this is when first when it was presented and people were coming through to watch. Yeah, it. yeah, yes, yeah. So I'm, I'm skipping over a lot of stuff. I'm skipping over the rehearsal process and all that kind of stuff. I'm yeah. fast forwarding. Yeah. Um, but yeah, man. So, but I got, when we finally got to the to the to the night of the show and was got it just up, one show. No, it was three. It was, okay. it was three shows, if I remember correctly. Yeah, on the weekend or something. Like yeah, that. yeah, okay. something like that. And so, um, I got up there and did the first like bit, you know, mm-hmm. that was supposed to be the, you know, the first joke, and got that reaction. And it was just like the angel sang, like, Aah. I was like, oh, for real? Oh yeah, this is it right here. This is what. So I'm it was to be the doing. it was the high of seeing the people's reactions to how yeah, they yeah. responded. And, yeah, seeing their, their response to your your action. Yeah, yeah, and and real talk is like even even with the sports, like especially like you know basketball, like the. Best part for me was was basically doing something to get some sort of reaction from the yeah. crowd. Like, like of course I was shot. Yeah, yeah. Or or like maybe a lot of times doing unnecessary stuff. You know, throw a nice behind the back pass gotcha. or something or jukes. Like I was more excited about that rea- about hearing the crowd go oh then. Gotcha. You know, not to say I wasn't being competitive. Like I definitely wanted to win all of that, but. I wanted to do it with style too, so you get that right, reaction. Right, right. You know what I mean? But mm-hmm. so it's always kind of just been something that's, you know, and my it's like parents, a high. It's like a yeah, high. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, and my parents will tell you tell tell me to this day, or remind me to this day about when 
they when I was a kid and they say I used to do like shows in the living room. I would get the Christmas lights and like set up shows mm. and 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 you know trying to do you know Michael Jackson concerts and mm. just whatever, just performing mm. like mm. just for fun at the time. Mm. Not realizing this is something you were that a I kid. Could, yeah, yeah. When I was a kid, like like you know, real yeah. We talking like when I was doing this with the Christmas lights and stuff. My parents had to remind me of it because I was like five, six, mm. you know, mm. seven, and so they remind me of that all the time, you know. So, okay, so you, you graduated from high school. You did this play. You graduated from high school. You've seen how the basketball situation. It was like, mm-hmm. okay, I can either go full force with that, or my, or I can go the, this way with that. Yeah. You obviously went the other way. Went the other way with that. Yeah. So after high school, what happened? Um, well, actually, I got to take it to to really explain what happened after high school. I actually got to take it back because um, when I did the play and the school play and everything, I mean, I did the drama club, but that was kind of just like that just kind of let me know, yo, this is what I want to do. Okay. But beyond that, what really, 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 really got it kicked off was I, I really got to give all credit to my parents, man, mm-hmm. because, you know, they, they've always been real supportive of whatever I wanted to do. You know, what I mean, even when I was talking about I'm going to the league, <laughs> like. And they would tell me like, you know, that's really right. But, but if, if you think, but supportive, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. And so they've always been supportive of everything I've ever done. And so, and they've and they exposed me to a lot. So there was this theater called ETA, which stands for the uh, Ebony Theater Arts. Uh, it's a theater on the south side of Chicago. Um, it's still there. They're still doing shows and plays. It's a great place. So if you're in Chicago or you're going to Chicago, look look up ETA, see what they have going on, support them. Great, great institution. Um, but anyway, so they took me to a play there, mm-hmm. and in this particular play, there was just a young dude. He was about fifteen, and uh, in the play, mm-hmm. and so I'm looking at him, and it, you know, it was kind of interesting seeing a dude my age up on stage like that. And mm-hmm. and my mom turns to me and she goes, "You know, you could do that." And I was thinking, like, "Yeah, I could do that," <laughs> you, mm-hmm. you know. And so after the show was over, we went and we talked to some of the people there. Come to find out, they did acting classes. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, for kids, for young adults, and um, I went to audition. You had to audition, and I was like, "Yo, okay, okay." So I got my audition piece together. I went in. They were like, "Yo, come on in." We they they offered me a scholarship. Like, yo, just just like come on in. We we need you to be a part. I was like, what? And um, so from there, uh, my mentor, man, he's this is the dude right here, like. Before it was just fun because I love getting reaction from people, but this dude, he is—he instilled the art form of—he instilled the love of the craft okay. in me. He's very serious when it came to the acting, and he instilled that in me. But uh, Renako Jai, mm. man, this this brother, man, he—he—he's just an incredible teacher. He was—he was a playwright, incredible director, theater director, um, and was a, a very talented actor. Um, when he was he acted when he was younger, and man, he just kind he just took me under his wing, man. He took me under his wing, and um, I just <laughs> I just remember, man. He he was tough on us, like you know, we would have monologues. We'd have to remember if things weren't right. He would he'd be quick to like just flip a pen at you, like you had to be on guard, <laughs> throw a pen at you real quick, like that's what ah! you're like, oh, you know, um, yeah, <laughs> keeping you on your toes, you know, but. Um, he was tough on us, but I love that, you know, because a it kind of coming from you know a, a athletic sports kind of background. That's how I was used to coaches and everything, so I was loving that. Like, oh yeah, 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 yeah. You know, it kind of made me, you know, 
and it, and it helped me bring that kind of mentality to to it, the you know, acting, yeah, game. to acting, yeah, yeah, and um, and so yeah, and he just really just you know broke down the craft and just taught me all these things, and um, actually he introduced me after a certain point. He said, "Listen, man, you know, um, a friend of mine is uh, is doing a play at uh, at the uh, at Victory Gardens, which is a, a very well known theater in Chicago on the north side of Chicago." And, Said, listen, you know, there's a role in it. I think you could be good for. I think you should audition. You know, was this after you graduated from high school? No, I'm still in high school. I'm still in high high school. Um, And uh, he says, I think you should audition. I was like, all right, yeah, okay, let's do it. Went in, auditioned for it, got the part, Mm. and um, man, you know, that was that was pretty much that was my first professional Mm. uh, acting gig. What was that? That what was that? That first role, what was that about? It was, I played, um, man, I, I got to remember his name. I played a kid, I played a West Indian, well, not a West Indian kid. I was a kid who was the son of some West Indian parents. Okay. And um, there was there was me, I had a younger brother in the show who was played by Kel Mitchell. Mm-hmm. Oh, okay. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Played by Kel Mitchell from Keenan and Kel and all that. Okay. Um, and, uh, and then I had two older sisters in, in the play. And... Um, uh, shout out to Jonelle Kennedy, by the way. Still to this day, call her Big Sis. Okay. Um, and uh, but uh, yeah, and so but man, I'm sitting here blanking on what my I can't remember my character's name. But the name of the play was Eden. It was called Eden. Okay. And um, it was basically just about this West Indian family and these trying to deal with. Um, it was t- it took place in the 20s. Okay. Just trying to period deal with, type of piece. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And and but it was interesting because it was like the parents, like I said, West Indian, but. We were kids and Americanized trying to do this American, which was clashing mm-hmm. with our parents' ideals and the way things should go. And that's what the show was about. You okay. know? And uh, man, it was a great experience. Uh, I almost got fired. Um, how, but it was. How uh, so? <laughs> For what? <laughs> almost got fired because I, I was young, man. I was a kid. Like I say, I'm a class clown, you know. And so at one point in rehearsal, I don't remember what happened, but something happened that was just really funny to me. And I just started kind of cracking jokes about it and wouldn't stop and couldn't stop. And then when I tried to stop, you know, you you know, when you're not supposed to be laughing, everything is just funnier. Like if something's funny to you and you start laughing and then, you know, I got to stop. I can't laugh. It's just the hardest thing in the world. Now everything is 200 times funnier. Right. So it was one of those situations. So we're supposed to be in the middle of a pretty serious scene. And I'm just at the table. (laughs) So finally, the director, he gets fed up. He goes, um. You know, uh, you, you you know you can go home, right? Like you, you can go home. I was like, oh, no, no, I'm good. No, no, no. Seriously, you. See, and I thought he was joking at first, right? Because mm-hmm. he kind of said it with like you know, like yeah. a little smile. You, you know, you can go home, right? Like I thought he was like, man, stop playing. Let's get back to work. And I was like, oh no, no, I, I'm sorry, I got to tell you. He's like, no, 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 no. Seriously, you, you can go home. And I was like, oh wait, wait. Wait, you see it? You like wait? Seriously? Like what? Wait, what was happening right now? <laughs> you know, like <laughs> wait, wait. And uh, yeah, man, he was ready to get me up out of there. Like, yo, I mean, if you can't, you know. Mm. Um, but you know, luckily, you know, he kind of gave me another chance, yeah. and and I'm actually kind of I'm happy that happened because that's when I re- that's when I realized it was this is serious. Yeah, like yeah. okay, this is you know this is a job. Like, all right, you know. Um, and uh, yeah, man, but the play went well, and um, you know, got uh, it got critical acclaim, and some agents came to see it, and that's how I managed to get my first agent. And uh, yeah, man. Before high school, kind of went before you was done with high school. I was done before I was done with high school. Right. Yeah. Yeah. 
Yeah. So I started doing things around Chicago. So this is mm-hmm. after high school? No, this man. This is still a I, senior look, in high as school. Soon as, yeah, because as soon as I graduated from high school, man, after the summer, I broke out. Like, I, I went right to college, so I didn't take any time off, you know. So when I graduated, you know, there was summer, and then I bounced. Okay, uh, so where'd you go? Went to New York. Went okay. to New York, man. And uh, What was your experience like leaving Chicago, going to New York? Man, it, you know, looking back, this is the best time of my life, man. It was just really, it's just amazing, man. What was your major in, in college? Theater. Theater. Okay, and, um, and what's so crazy, so I ended up at NYU because when I first started looking, I knew I wanted to study theater mm-hmm. in college. I wanted to, you know, take it to the next level. And um, so I was looking at all these different schools and, and I came across NYU, you know, and I'm like, man, I'm looking at all the people who had graduated from there and all I'm like, yo, this is where I want to be. This is, this is the thing about NYU is it is crazy expensive, mm-hmm. really, really expensive. It's one of the most expensive schools uh, in the country. Mm. So I'm like, okay. So my parents are like, oh, yes, that's not happening. You know, unless you can, you know, get something, that's that's not happening. So mm. I'm like, man, so. But I still auditioned. I auditioned anyway. They had, they would come all around, the, they would go all around the country to different cities and, and hold auditions for people who were interested in trying to come to the school. Because, you know. So I went to the audition and um, went in there, did my thing. You know, and, and at this point, I couldn't say, I didn't know if it went well. I didn't know if it went bad because it was kind of quiet. Like, I went in there, I did my thing. I worked I worked my butt off on it, too. You know, the whole time, I'm just, I, what Mr. What Mr. Jahi had been teaching me, you know, I got that. So I'm working hard on it. Like, I'm going in on this thing. So I go in there, do this monologue, and it was an emotional piece. You know, I come out like it was an emotional piece. Like, it took me a second afterwards to kind of like, I really went for it. So but they were just, it was just kind of quiet. <laughs> like I was just like nothing like no just nothing okay alright thank you I'm like damn like that oh man so I don't even know what so I'm like I felt like I did a good job but I guess damn I'm like man I guess I got a lot of work to do let me you know so I'm like alright so now I'm starting looking at other schools I'm applying to other schools and whatnot. man get a letter from NYU so uh you know, and, and I was, I bought, you know, I did well on the AC. I had a pretty high score on the ACT and all that kind of stuff, mm-hmm. you know. So, academics and all that was 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 cool. But I got I got a letter and they were like, so listen, uh, we want to invite you to, you know, to come to our school. Furthermore, we're going to offer you a scholarship. I was like, what? Now, here's what's so crazy about that is they don't really do that. Mm-hmm. It's very They don't give out Scholarships like that mm. And so <laughs> So I was so like what, Yo. It was, So it was a rare Thing very, at that time Very I mean, rare Very rare Like they don't It's like if you come to NYU You better get some Financial assistance Or you You know You, you get a government loan You get something So you they don't really Like a full ride Or Not quite a full ride But they gave me enough To where it was like Yo My parents were like Okay we can make this happen And I came out With no loans Or anything mm. They gave oh, me that wow. much man. So it, it, it was just amazing man And it was off the strength Of that audition Apparently mm-hmm. They were blown yeah. away yeah. And they were like Yo 
And so, and and everything kind of just continued, man. I, you know, like I said, I kept that work ethic, and I went in, and they had these these things called studio there, which is so at, at, at NYU. At NYU, yeah. So when you go in, it's not just like you take some acting classes, and this is like, nah, this is the major. This is so three days a week for eight hours a day. You got studio, right? Mm-hmm. It's a full fledged like you know like a job, and that's three days a week. And then on top of that, you got to carry your full class load. So it's a beast. Mm-hmm. It's a beast, and and I mean, you know, like we lost like from freshman class to to sophomore class. By the end of the freshman year, we lost like I don't know, thirty percent, thirty thirty percent, forty percent of the class, something crazy like really? that. Yeah, because it's it's a beast, Cause they, man. They failed, or they just, they just some say, people you know, maybe cool. fail, but some people like ah, it's too much. It's just too much. Yeah, <laughs> and just bounce, you know. Um, but what I loved about it was that. You know, looking back on it, when I was going into the industry for real, it, it toughens you up, man. You know, it's just like after you come out of that, if you're able to deal with it and do it all, and you come, you're like, Yo, I'm ready. Let's let's go to work. Whatever. You can't. There's not too much they can throw at you. But you're like, oh, I, I can't handle this. It's like Psh, I'm ready. For, I'm ready for everything. What's mm-hmm. up? Mm-hmm. And maybe that's part of you know why they make it that tough to weed out, to weed out. You know, mm-hmm. the people who who really want it. Mm-hmm. You know, and, mm-hmm. And willing to go for it, you know. So, your college years, NYU, you went through four years. Mm-hmm. Got your got your bachelor's in theater. Yeah. In theater, yeah. Um, were you working like on anything during that time, like any plays or anything? Yeah, man, I was doing all of it, which which okay. was a no no. Um, when I was leaving Chicago, uh, my agent was like, "Hey, so you going to New York?" Yeah. Are you gonna to want to work in New York? Hell yeah, I want to work in New York. Right. Okay. So she made some calls, and uh, I went and I met with this uh, uh, agency called Abrams Artists, mm-hmm. and um, and uh, man, they liked me. I liked them, you know. And we started working together. So they started sending me out on auditions, and after a while, I started booking some stuff. Mm. So uh, the first like. Major gig I booked. These are all plays. No, no, this is film and television stuff. So it started getting commercials in like NYU. Yeah, NYU yeah, yeah. College. Okay. Yeah. The only plays I did in New York while I was in school were NYU productions. Okay. Because um, theater, theater takes a lot of time, mm-hmm. and it, you know it's a big commitment, and there was no way I was going to be able to kind of get away. I was able to to kind of. I don't know how, really looking back on it, but I was able to kind of finagle filming shooting schedules and stuff. Even though those can be tedious as well, I, it just always kind of worked out to where all right, I was able to work it around. So this dates back to '92. So you graduated from high school when? I graduated from high school in '94. Okay, so it's the same year we, same year I graduated. Yeah, too. yeah, yeah, yeah. So yeah. when you first, when you went out to NYU, is that when you're? Because I was going on your um. Your IMDb, mm-hmm. and is that the stuff dates back all the way to '95? '95, yeah. Okay, <laughs> yeah. so that's where yeah. we get into when yeah. the agency, your agent, was like, "Do you want to book some yeah, things yeah, while you're yeah, out yeah. there?" Yeah, because see, like, I did a lot of stuff. I did some stuff in Chicago, but it was theater and yeah. and the film and television stuff. I did, you know, it was a couple commercials. It wasn't, you know, it was just it wasn't anything really. So hold on, man. I did like an after school special. <laughs> so hold on, man. but. So, okay, so you was in college from 94, 95, well, fall 94. 90, 94 through 98. Okay, 
Yeah. So you booked New York Undercover instead of on yeah. it. You was on from damn. Yeah, yeah. That was my first. That was the first gig I booked in New York. It was uh, New yeah. York Undercover. And um, at that time, that was the show. Like, oh, I know. New York, yeah, you know, yeah, know. New, York yeah, New York Undercover. Undercover. Yeah, so yeah, everybody watching. New yeah, York yeah. So for you to land on that, you like okay. So when you saw when you landed something like that, how did that feel for you and people back home in Chicago to you know to see you on there like what? It was very surreal. It was very surreal. This is your first time seeing yourself on TV. No, 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 not my first time seeing myself on TV. But it's the first time where I did something where everybody saw me on TV. Yeah, yeah, you know what I mean, like yeah. And yeah, how did that feel at that age? That time period in your life it was weird man mm. it was weird it was very weird because it was like because the show was so popular and so many people saw it right it was so weird walking down the street and people like yo what was the scene like, about what? what was the scene oh man well i was throughout the whole like that particular episode that i did it was pretty much it was me and um and um Ah, I'm blanking on his name, but like Fresh, you remember Fresh? Um, I can't remember his name. The, the, kid, the kid from Fresh. Fresh, yeah, 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 from yeah. In the wood. Yeah, 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 yeah. We were the stars of that episode. It was about wow. us, basically. Wow. And well, I shouldn't say that. There was Mouse, Little Mouse. It was really, I guess, really, it was about him. But it was, it was about what we did to him. Mm. Um. So he was this little kid trying to get into the gang life. You know, thought you know thought that was cool and mm. everything. And, mm. I'm the leader of the gang, you know what I mean? <laughs> For real? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I gotta go back and check and, uh, Yeah, man, it's, uh, yeah, yeah. Um, um, but uh, anyway, long story short, I end up killing this little kid, mm. right? And so one of the weirdest experiences ever was I'm walking down the street, and again, I'm not, I don't, not used to any of this. Mm. I don't really, I'm like this kind of attention, like, yo, so I'm walking down the street in New York. This lady runs up on me and was legitimately upset about what I did to that kid. She was uh, she was flat out upset, like like you like like that really, really happened. It. Yeah, yeah. I'm like like it was real. Like she was straight upset. Like how could you do that? And I'm like, it, it took me a second. Like what? What do you even? What are you talking about? Yeah, like, I, I didn't even register at first. Like, wait, what? I just knew you got me mixed up with somebody. I don't I don't even know what you're talking about. And then and then she was like, yeah, that little kid, that little boy. And I was like, oh, the show. So now I'm waiting for her to start laughing or something. Like, oh, okay, you 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 funny. You just, oh, you, oh, you, you serious? Um, <laughs> I, I want to, and it's like, yo, okay, I'm going to start just easing on the way right now. Damn. And. And so that was weird. I mean, I didn't get I didn't get a lot of that, but that just that one experience was weird enough. But it was just weird. People being like, "Yo, I saw you on the show." Boom, boom, boom. So, like I said, I'm going through it and I'm I'm finding up stuff that's familiar. That I'm from. Okay. He was on Oz. Yes. Now yes, that was filmed in New yes. York. Filmed in New York. Yeah, that was filmed in New York City. Um, that was cool. What was it like doing that? It was cool, man. Um. You know, just went in there and, uh, you know, got killed real quick. Uh, <laughs> so hold on a minute, because I watched Oz a lot. You was, like, in the prison? Nah, man. I was... Okay, so you remember um, the character JD played. So the little young dude, light-skinned cat. Yeah. Yeah, so basically, 
I was the reason he was in there. So okay, yeah. So the episode that I did, it was about you know what got him in there. And yeah, yeah, yeah. So we had beef back and forth over some stuff. Finally, we had it out. We started fighting, and uh, you know. I was getting the best of him, you know what I mean? I was uh-huh. taking it to him, uh-huh. so he whips out the gun, yeah. kills me, oh, okay. ends up in Oz, okay. you know, so, yeah, okay. yeah, yeah, okay. yeah. Yeah, man, that's yeah. bullshit. Um, um, man, I mean, I'm, I'm looking at just the stuff, man. Um, now, the one thing that I know a lot of people, you know, well, I see, well, yeah, Law and Order, In Too Deep. <laughs> now, In Too Deep... <laughs> That was yeah. now. Hold on a minute. Now, where you you were still living in New York at this time too? Is that where mm-hmm. that was filmed? So, oh, mm-hmm. oh, that was filmed. Into Deep was filmed in uh, Toronto okay. and in Cleveland. Okay. Yeah, yeah. So okay. uh, I booked it in New York, uh-huh. and then they uh, flew me to Toronto, and then uh, it kind of feels like, like I, I remember on that scene, like it seemed it seemed like a scene from like New Jersey Drive. Just that, that, the That's, vibe of it. Yeah, yeah. You know what yeah, I mean? It was yeah. kind of like, if this would have been like 93, 94, you would have been in New Jersey Drive. Right, right. Shit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That was the vibe. What was that like filming filming that? I mean, the scene that you were in, which was short, but it was very impactful. Yeah, man. You know, it was cool. It was cool. It was, uh, it was, uh, With, uh, what's call it? A couple, sticky, couple scenes. Sticky. Yeah, I had, yeah, man. It, you know. Yeah, because it, and everybody, I want you all to go. And 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 watch the scene. He's he's the guy where the scene he was him and Sticky Fingers were um trying to they were driving Omar Epps yeah, we uh, were. to this location and they were in the car and he said uh he asked him, Where are you from? And he says he said he where he was from, he said, uh yeah, that's where they Grow corn oh, and yeah, shit. Yeah, yeah. That was not in now, the I script. remember that was I remember thinking like that's some funny ass shit. Like that's what bro. And come to find out, he says that that was that was not in the script. He just I, put that I in. I just there. said that. I just did it. They, yeah, yeah. They there was a lot of improv in that movie. Yeah. And um, yeah. And uh, and he ended up getting shot in the dick. That's what happened. I don't he know. He got shot yeah, in the dick. Man. Yeah. He's like, man, come I, on, I, man. <laughs> but you all need to go yeah. back and see see that scene. I, I went back and saw the scene. I'm like, yo, that was a dope scene, man. Yeah, it was cool, man. I mean. Yeah, that was a, a lot of fun to work on, man. I mean, you talking about hanging out with, you know, Omar Epps, LL Cool J, right. you know, Sticky Fingers, Hill Harper. Yeah. Um, I mean, that was, a good, that was a classic. That's uh, a classic. Yeah, group. yeah, yeah. I mean, just, just, yeah, it just. Now yeah. what? Now I, I see here you was in Road Trip. Yeah. Now how was yeah. that? Was with the with the funny dude? What's 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 the old boy's name? Hold a minute. That's, uh... From uh from American Pie and uh. That was that talking movie. About no, the other cat. The, the, oh, Tom Green. Tom Green. From, yeah, yeah, yeah. Tom now that was Green. his movie. He was the main guy in that movie, right? He was not the main guy. Okay. I mean, he was a big star at the mm-hmm. time when right. that. So they featured. I mean, he had. He was he a was star really, of yeah, the movie. Yeah, yeah. But he wasn't the main. Like, but the one, the skinny dude from Hustle and Flow, he was in there too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. I remember him. Uh, uh, DJ Qualls. Yeah. Yeah, I actually yeah. ended up doing a, a couple projects with mm. him. Yeah, yeah, because um, I did a film called The New Guy with him. He's too. a DJ for real? No. Okay, I thought he was. I, I, that's his nickname. That's, that's his just name. his name, DJ, DJ. Qualls. Yeah, yeah, oh, DJ that's Qualls. That's a dope name. Yeah, yeah, right? Yeah. <laughs> that sounds like a DJ name. Yeah, real, yeah, real. yeah. Um, yeah, as a matter of fact, because I heard that 
in that scene, or was a scene where he was laying in the bed with that that black chick, and mm. she passed. She away. did pass. Yeah, yeah. yeah. But I remember thinking like, what? That scene was just like, damn. Yeah. Um. So like, okay, so you're doing all this stuff in New York. You're booking all these scenes. I mean, all these movies and things, whatnot. Now, what's on your agenda at that point? Are you to where you decide, hey, you know what? I need to take things to the West Coast. Yeah, man. You know, it was one of those things where. At that time, there wasn't that much going on in New York. Uh, so, you know, there would be long stretches where there's just nothing happening. You know what I mean? You're just waiting to, you know, try to get in or something. And, um, you know, I'd done Law and Order three times, you know, and, um, and all that kind of stuff. So you NYPD Blue? Yeah, but I actually booked that here. That I actually here. booked that in L.A. Okay. Malcolm in the Middle, that was all out here. That was all out here. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's Every, what, so that's what things change when. Yeah, everything when, after Road Trip uh, gotcha. is out here. It's booked in, in, in LA. Gotcha. So when you um, came here, you just started, it started, things started moving a little bit more. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. I mean, everything's out here, you know. Now, for, for, for actors that, okay, they're hearing your story, they're hearing that you're booking, um, that moment when you get frustrated, like, man, you know, you're in a location and things aren't working, you kind of. You know, you gotta, cause you gotta let them know the downside to, to certain situations. Um, oh, man. So at this particular point, when you went from road trip and nothing was really happening, you know, you had to make that, you had to step out on faith and say, okay, you know what, let me move, go to the West to really get things cracking. Even though yeah. you were getting familiar. Well, I didn't really. In New York. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I really didn't step out on faith that much because, like I said, I was with Eight Booms Artists and they had an office in LA too. Mm. So when I came to LA, I just met with the LA wing, and they basically had to sign off on me, which was formality, really, <laughs> at that right. time. Because mm-hmm. at that time, I, I had what they call in the business heat. You know what I mean? Like What's I was. That mean? It means you the you the you the you the new, the hot new. You know, all the casting directors, all the people, all the everybody. Yo, yo, it's the new hot new. Yeah, everybody, let's meet with him. You know, mm-hmm. and at that time, everything was about meetings. You know, so mm-hmm. came out here, had a gang of meetings with all these. You know all these different people, man, and it was so in these crazy. Meetings, in these meetings, what is it? These meetings about? It depends, man. Um, uh, you know, a lot of times, sometimes it would be about specific projects. Mm-hmm. You know, uh, and sometimes it's just they want to get to know you, kind of get a sense of who you are. You know what I mean? And 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 you know, I guess maybe sometimes how you might be on set or whatever and stuff like that, just to you know. And so um, that's what a lot of means. So some of them would just get to know you, like almost like this interview right now. You know, mm-hmm. what I mean, that would be a meeting. Mm-hmm. Some of them, you know, so tell me about yourself. Tell mm-hmm. me about this, that, and the other. Mm-hmm. You know, mm-hmm. um, and then sometimes though it'd be about a specific, you know, project. project. You know, yeah, yeah. So now I'm noticing. Okay, you were booking the. You know, um, I see here. Like I said, the new book. Back then, we're looking at Malcolm in the Middle, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, NYPD Blue, yeah. Boston Public, yeah. the movie The New Guy. Um, you were doing all these series, you know, maybe appearing in like one episode or whatnot. Yeah, although CSI I was, I, was recurring, I did three episodes of Boston Public. I was recurring the uh, yeah. first season of that. And yeah. then you come across the video game. <laughs> now, how'd you come across the video game world of doing voiceovers and things of that nature? You know, because uh, I see right here you got the true crime NBA 06. Like you went, you were going in for a quick little minute. Right yeah, there. yeah, I'm still doing them, man. I just, I just finished, I just wrapped a video game uh, last month. Mm. 
Um, so yeah, man, I do a lot of the games, man. I, you know, but I, I fell into that purely by accident. How did it happen? Actually, in New York, um, I I did I did a lot of voiceover work in New York mm. as well. Um, I mean, the voiceover work was crazy in New York because. Whereas out here in LA, it's kind of where Hollywood sort of filmed TV and stuff. Uh, back in those days, New York was where all the ad agencies were. Okay. So recording, you know, radio commercials and all that kind of stuff, voiceovers for TV commercials, whatever, all that stuff, that was in New York. So mm. just moving it. But really, it was just one of these things. So I was in the office in Abrams one day, and uh, the voiceover agent just kind of came up to me, you know, heard me talking, come on, hey, uh, have you ever done voiceover before? No. You know, I have something I want you to read. Here, come read this. And he had me read something. It was an audition for something. I read it, sent it in, ended up booking it. So then after that, he was like, yo, I'm about to start sending you out on. And that's literally how that got started. Purely by accident. I didn't know what voiceover was. I had no I had no knowledge of it. I, you know, I didn't know. I wasn't like, oh, how do you get into voiceover? I want to try that too. Nah. Purely by accident just a lucky accident so when these like video games you know um, NBA 06 True Crime do you see like residuals on those type of things doing voiceover work mm-hmm. like, well you do get residuals for voiceover work but not from the video games oh, okay. um, our union is uh, our union's uh, behind the ball when it comes to techn- techn- technological things so you know they I guess they never really understood you know, I mean, our, our union leadership for years, even through now, really, I don't, maybe now it's starting to change, but they still seemed a little inept. That's right. I'm throwing SAG under the bus because they're throwing us under the bus. Um, but they're not keep, they don't keep up with the time. So what happens was video games, when they started getting big, SAG was not paying attention to this. So they're doing, you know, still taking care of everything with the film and TV and all this kind of stuff. And then all of a sudden, what do you know? Video games are making more money than movies and television. Yet, we're not now. Every time you do a television show, you do a movie, you get residuals from it. But you do a video game that makes, you know. Billions. Yeah. Nothing. And the union never. But they had done all these contracts and had everything set up in a way where it was just like, well, it's kind of too late now. Like, you should have saw that coming you know there was no forward there's no forward thinking um in SAG leadership and so um and so yeah so now now I mean there have been a few strikes there's been a video game strike there have been a couple video game strikes and stuff like that but um to get better and better you know uh what do you call it to get a better agreement but I think I I think in the last agreement there was something where if a game now makes some absurd amount of money then you get like an extra, you get a a 5% bump or something. You get something. It's not quite a residual, but it's at least something closer. You get some extra money if a game really does well right? in the last, you know, agreement. So maybe, you know, eventually that'll get in the right direction. Um, but, uh, I mean, I'm seeing here Spider-Man 3, yeah. Def Jam, Icon. I mean, yeah, yeah, Def Jam. You were icon. the icon. I was the icon in that joint. I mean, yeah, that, what, and that was a pretty big game. That was Anthony Anderson was in that. What did that voice? Was that just? Are these like your regular voices? Um, not well to a degree. I mean, you know, Def Jam Icon was my voice, but you know, you know more, more like yo. You know what I mean? <laughs> I'm mean, playing a character. You know, what about like Transformers? It's, it's acting. It's acting, just like you know, a movie or a television like, show. Like yo, 
Yeah. No, nah, I mean, unless they, unless you got to play a character, you know. I mean, I've, I'm doing some cartoons now, and so obviously, you know. I'll say this on saying I'm going to get to I that. I changed my voice and nose, but. So Transformers, yeah. that was, you know, these are Transformers, Revenge of the Fallen. Are these games still out? Can people still yeah, go absolutely. get these games? You can go get all, you can get almost all of them. Really? Yeah, yeah. Um, I mean, you know, G-Force. I mean, this is, mm-hmm. okay, so G-Force, what kind of voice was that? I see on the front, it's like little, little, uh, was it, little rabbits or something, man, going on. G-Force, I did, oh yeah, I was playing a guinea pig. Blaster? Yeah, Blaster. Yeah, guinea pig. If, <laughs> if I remember correctly, I think I was doing my, uh, Tracy Morgan impersonation. Yeah. On that joint. Yeah, so I was so, trying to so, sound like Tracy Morgan. So so when things like this, when you're doing voiceover, are you seeing the characters there? Or are you just no. are they just saying just read this and then you have to read it a certain way? Yeah, no, nah, and then they you know, edit your voice into the cartoons? Usually that's the way it goes. Yeah, they usually record all the, the voiceover work first. Cause you know, especially if you want to throw a little something extra in there or you wanna do this. So yeah, they record everything first and then animate around it. Add the voice. I mean, because I'm looking at him in the video game world was been Fallout New Vegas. Mm-hmm. You did all these characters. Yeah, yeah. So I so when it's like that, I do different voices and different. For real? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, it's like about yeah. a good 10, 11 different characters. Oh, I got here, skills, man. man. I got skills. Wow, <laughs> That's dope. It's man. what I do. That's yeah. dope. Man. Yeah, yeah. I mean, so something like that. How long does something like that take to do? Because doing all these type of voices, that's like. Eddie Murphy doing Nutty Professor and doing mm-hmm. all those characters. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. How long does something like this take? Like a Fallout, like we did Fallout. How long did that take for you to do all those voices for the game? Um, Is that like a week of shooting? I mean, not shooting, but recording. Yeah, recording? Uh, Fallout. I think Fallout was uh, it was about a week, about mm-hmm. a week of se- yeah, about a week of sessions, uh, four hour sessions. Four hour sessions. Yeah, yeah, four hour sessions, and. Um, you know, it's one of these things, man. Where it and, and it kind of it just depends on the voiceover artist and the production. Like, um, here's an interesting story. Uh, so you you know the Simpsons, right? Yeah. So Hank Azaria, he does he does not he play he does the voice of Homer, but he does the voice of like uh, seven characters on that show. On or the whatever. Simpsons. Yeah, yeah. So I remember I did I had a voiceover session one time at the studio where they would record where they record. Mm-hmm. And one of the sound engineers who worked with Hank Azaria on recording The Simpsons, and we just kind of got to talking about that. And he was like, man, you know, it's crazy because he plays so many different characters on the show. But he'll just take the script and go through the whole scene playing different characters without ever stopping. Like, he doesn't stop to go back and say, all right, now I'm going to do this. He just goes through and flips in the, in the in the thing. So he's he'll like... just read one. Just read, yeah, and then flip to the next character and respond, flip to the... And just go through the... So they were like... Hank Azaria will record a whole episode of The Simpsons in like 15 minutes, 15, 20 minutes. He's just, he's that bomb. He's that good at it. You know, like he's just, so, you know. I know the residuals on what he's been seeing. Oh, stop. Just do, he's been going since 88. That show's been out since 88. The Simpsons have made him millions upon millions. I mean, Call of Duty, Black Ops. Grand Theft Auto 5. Yeah. I mean, zombie, I mean, that's, 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 that's I mean, that is, that's good. And I say this because people out there that are interested in doing 
they're introverted. They they may not want to be an actor. Mm-hmm. They just may want to mm-hmm. do voiceover mm-hmm. work. Mm-hmm. Um, a lot of people who that's what they do. Just, yeah, just voiceover. Yeah. yeah, somebody out there that is interested in doing voiceover work. What would you tell them? Like, what would you give them as inspiration to, you know, say, you know, it could be somebody right now listening to this, you know, podcast. Yeah. yeah. I mean, I got listeners in Idaho, in Idaho, mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. you know, out in out in New York. Yeah. That could be listening. That's listening to this and saying they want to get into doing voiceover work. Yeah. You know, you are obviously successful in doing that. What is something that you would want to tell them? So you know, moving forward. I mean, I mean, you did Medea's Tough Love. That was a cartoon. It's cartoon. Yeah, yeah. You did Medea's Tough Love. Yeah, yeah. Officer yeah. Fred. Yeah. Come on. Yeah. Man. So yeah. what would you tell them? Um, man, you know, like I said, it's 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 tough because it wasn't something that I set out to get into you know what I mean um, like I said I really just fell into it um, I think one of the re- the one, only I guess what I could offer is I, I think one of the reasons maybe I've been successful at it uh, is again it kind of all boils down to that to the work ethic you know mm-hmm. what I mean like you know I would get a, I would get some copy mm-hmm. and just just work on it you know what I mean find my flow find the groove instead of just you know, a lot of actors, man, you know, a lot of people, they'll get, you know, you walk into a, yeah, walk into an audition or a room or whatever, they get their copy, get their script, look at it, put it down, and then go in and do, you know, read it, you know, read the lines, whatever. And, but I just really go in on everything. I, do, I really just try to break it down and go in as much as I can. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, I mean, and part of it, too, I mean, I, I, I don't, I don't want to, you know, people seem to like my voice, too. Mm-hmm. That part is just... It's just luck. It's just mm. blessing. I mean, like anything in life, luck is a big factor. Yeah, you know I mean, and, and so with the voiceover, you know, I because I, I remember before I even got to voiceover, I remember like my in my in college, you know, my my roommate's mom would call, mm-hmm. and I would talk, and I remember my roommate always talking about, yo, my mom, she just loves your voice, mm-hmm. like she's always going on about your voice and this, mm-hmm. that, and the other. But I would hear that, you know, mm-hmm. from time to time. Mm-hmm. And then, you know, when this voiceover opportunity popped up, apparently there's just something that, you know. Yeah. So that's part of it, too. The quality of my voice, the tenor of it or whatever seems to. So the voice definitely, the person needs yeah, to Yeah, yeah. You voice. actually have a good, you would do well <laughs> in voiceover. You have a good voice, man. You do. I appreciate do. that, man. Yeah, yeah, that. yeah. Maybe one day I'll, <laughs> I, I'll, I'll get off into that. Yeah. Uh, let's talk about the movie that you have that that you uh, you, you yes you directed yeah. it. I directed it. You wrote it. Wrote it. Produced it. Produced it and starred in it. Starred in it. <laughs> yeah. Um, what's that movie about? And uh, what made you want to make this particular movie at this particular time? Oh man. Um, well, questions is a romantic comedy about four guys who uh, come up with a scientific method to figure out what makes women tick. Okay. And. Um, you know, it's interesting. I, I initially wrote questions because when I, I wrote the first draft of questions, actually in '96, mm. and um, the reason I wrote it was because at the time, man, all the movies that were coming out that were that were featuring, you know, black actors and all a lot of the roles I was getting offered and getting auditions for was all gangster stuff. You know what I mean, and, you know, you know that was you know New, New Jack Cities. Everything was like that, you know, boys in the hood. That's that's just what every menace of society it was like. 
all the movies starring black folks was some hood flick, right? But I loved movies. I love Woody Allen movies. You know what I mean? <laughs> you know what I mean? It was a movie that came out called Swingers, man, with Vince, which was what blew Vince Vaughn and John Favreau up. Mm. Real smart. I love that kind of stuff. Like, mm. and I'm like, yo, you never see this. How come? How come there are no black folks in movies yeah. like this? Mm. You know? Screw it. I write it. I write one, mm. and that's literally what started it. Mm. And um, and uh, and so yeah, so you know, wrote it and actually shot the script. Um. Now, how many pages does a script like that take? Well, questions is a hundred was as one hundred thirteen pages. And you wrote the script, actual script, or you had somebody? Who no, well, no. Well, what happened was I wrote the story. Okay. Uh, if when I first wrote it, when I first wrote it, I didn't know how to write a script. Right. I didn't know how to format it. I didn't know anything. You know, so I just wrote a story. And my boy at the time, one of my boys from NYU, was a filmmaker out of NYU, Lamont uh, Lamont um, Edwards. Um, he wrote the screenplay. He turned it into a screenplay for me, okay. you know, and uh, and so the script, the script, yeah, yeah, okay. script, screenplay, script, yeah. Right. Um, and so that's how the first draft of that came about. And so you know, we actually we actually tried to shop it, and we had some interest. I mean, you know, we we had uh, this was back then. This was back then, back in ninety six, ninety six, ninety seven. Wow. And, but they just wanted they just wanted to buy it outright. They just wanted to buy it from us and then just give us some money. And now at that time, what perks. was they offering as far as like to just give a yeah, ballpark? Was, as far as like you know, just in that time period, this is twenty years ago. We're talking twenty mm-hmm. years ago. What was a a company offering you at that time? It was it was they, they were six it was six figures. You know, it was like really? six figures. Yeah, yeah. It was, it was like, <laughs> twenty years. I'd have been like, well, here. you know what, Skip? Though, real talk. <laughs> Real talk, you, that would be made. You, you, it was you, on on in general. You made a lot more money in the business back then than you do now. Yeah, it's it's gone again. It's a sag to our union, our beloved union is to blame for this. But twenty years ago, you made way more money in acting than you do now. For and you know, for actors who aren't a star, like. If you're, you know, Tom Cruise or Will yeah, Smith yeah, or somebody, yeah, you're making your paper. Yeah. But back then, for just working actors, yeah. you made way more. I mean, 20 times more really? than you make now. Oh, yeah. It's not even. Damn. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. I mean, you look, cats back in those days could do one commercial. Look, Jason Alexander, he'll tell you, he'll be quick to tell you about it. Jason Alexander, he's uh, he played George on Seinfeld. Okay. He did. Uh, a Western Union commercial. This I, this had to be the late '80s, mid to late '80s. Okay. He did a Western Union commercial. Put his kids through college from that one commercial. Put his kids through college. Not his kid. Put his kids through college from oh, that, that one, one commercial. commercial. Yeah, Joey from Friends. He did a Pizza Hut commercial. And he talks about how he went out, man, bought himself a nice, expensive sports car, this condo. Off, off, pizza off of a Pizza Hut commercial, and he talks about all just the time how he commercial. made all this money and just blew it. Blind, but that was from one commercial. Now to make you look, you got to do, you got to do about 10, 12 commercials. Now 10, 12 commercials to do to make the money that you used to be able to make. So why is one? That? Why did it change? Union not keeping up. So what happens is, you got cable, 
you got all this new media. Yeah. People just watching content differently. Yeah, yeah. SAG, when this stuff was starting to happen, was not... They, they weren't forward-thinking enough to say, oh, yo, this is something we should jump on now. And and what's so sad about it is thing, they, things happened before. Where, mm-hmm. you know, it was like, yo, because by the time things started getting bad, it was like, listen... You know, you kind of already kind of got got a little bit with the cable thing when cable really started popping off. You know what I mean? And but no, they just you know they still they just started kept worrying about network and network not seeing it. Right. The like network's network, hold like on CBS, everything like was CBS, was dwindling CBS, year by year. Right. Right. Not even seeing, TBS well, yeah, and stuff like, but, but, but like but ABC, NBC. Yeah. They were CBS. Up the major network. Yeah. Yeah. And that's all they were. Not yeah. thinking like now you have Amazon Prime. Right, 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 uh, right. What? VH1. You got yeah. all this other, what, Amazon yeah. Prime. You got Sling TV. You got Hulu. Exactly. You got all, and commercials and all this. Tell me this. Is, is, is it, what it say? Is this a lot more harder now to get into the entertainment business or a lot easier now due to the, the amount of content that's being put out now? I would think that it would be a lot easier. It's funny, man. Because there's so, so much content that's yeah, out. Nah, there's so much, there's so much more content, but it's much harder. Mm-hmm. Much harder. I mean, and a lot of it. There, there's there are a lot of reasons, but the major reason is. Oh, but real quick too, just so I I know some people might be wondering. I was trying to explain like why you make less so much less now on mm-hmm. commercials. So, so for for cable, right? On the network, if it plays on ABC, NBC, they got to pay you every single time it pays. Okay. That's where the money really builds up. Residuals are how any working actor really makes his money. Mm-hmm. Residuals. Okay. Um. But what happened was with cable, they could show a commercial on cable, and they pay you once. They pay you a flat fee for like v, like thirteen VH1, weeks. Like VH1, yeah, VH1, BT, BT. anything okay. on cable, okay. TBS, USA, whatever. If the commercial is being played, right? The commercial is being played. All they do is they play, they give you a flat rate for thirteen weeks, and in that thirteen weeks, they could run that commercial two trillion times if they wanted to. You don't see anything more than that little flat fee. So that if effectively did away with residuals. Mm. And now with cable viewership, when that started to basically kind of usurp, you know, the networks. I mean, the networks still have some juggernaut shows, you know, some, you know, some shows that blow up and do well. But overall, advertising agencies like, yo, people watching cable. I don't mind. Many advertisers don't even put their commercials on network because they don't want to pay like yo, just throw this on cable. Yeah, because I and mean, it's like for instance, Sling TV. I can go home right now, put on Sling TV. I mean, you know, I can watch regular. I can watch ABC or whatever, mm-hmm. NBC, I guess, or TBS, or whatever, and they'll have commercials still play. Yeah. Or I can watch something that's on demand, and it'll still be a commercial that's running. Yeah. So that person, those people in that commercial, they aren't getting paid. Off of that, they got a flat rate. They get a flat fee, flat fee, and, and then they it. just run it. They just run it. They run it to because death. I've seen commercials. They'll just be running, and that's why. And I'm like, run a commercial they, to they, death they because keep playing it. Yeah, it'll yeah. be on YouTube. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and you get a flat fee for that. And that's it. So internet, you know, same dips. Internet's the same as uh, cable. You just get a flat fee, and then they they go to town. They go to town, and so you know, and then going, but and and then going back to the opportunities. There's so much more content, but nobody. It's such a weird thing where everybody just wants to make uh, offers, right? So there are like there are like maybe 10, 15 
maybe even 20 actors right now who everybody in Hollywood is trying to get and that's it like they're only you 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 just kind of have to get their crumbs like whatever they pass on or whatever then they're like all right well let's see who else is out there but it's like like there used to be a pilot season used to be where everybody would wait for because that would be the opportunity to book a television show to get you know to get a show because they would have all these new shows and they would need to cast them, but they would look for, you know, actors. You come in, you audition, and now they just make offers. They don't even really audition anybody. They just make offers. And the only thing you can really hope for is like, all right, well. What do you mean? So they don't, they don't audition for pilots anymore. So they're, they're, they may call you in and say, hey, we'll offer you this for this pilot. Well, not me. Not me. I'm not fortunate enough to be on that list of 20. Mm. Um, but, you know, so, so for someone like me, What'll happen is they'll say, hey, um, you know, we shot this show. This actor's not really working out for whatever reasons. We're going to recast this role. Then I'll get a chance to audition, you know what I mean, for that or whatever. That's basically what pilot season is kind of boiled down to now, you know. Um, and, uh, you know, I mean, it's just kind of it's just a lack of creativity, man. I mean, it's uh, people. Um, part, well, I think part of it is a lack of creativity. Um, I think studios became a little bit more cutthroat with letting people go. If So if you're involved with a show that doesn't work for whatever reasons, mm. they're quick to fire people now. So now you got executives who are just scared. So they're trying as much as possible to do whatever they, just what works. Like, I'm not going to take a chance on anything. I'm not going to try anything new or anything different. Mm. I'm just trying to keep this job. Mm. They're chopping people's heads. I don't know. That seems, you know, so they'll make a decision. Well, that seems dope to me, this concept, right? Or this actor or whatever. Seems incredible. But because it's not as well known, I can't really take a chance on that right now. I'm going to go with this, which is not that good, you know, terrible. But it's tried and true. You know, people know it. It always gets, so we're going to do that. You know what I mean? And that's where it is. So you just got a whole bunch of scared people trying to make decisions. Yeah, I see just, they're doing a, a, a boomerang. Series oh, it's just, yeah, it's just all everything now. Yeah, they're, just, they're like, yeah. like about to start it. Yeah, if it's not a superhero movie, it's you know, it's it's something that you've. Brought, I mean, they brought what they brought Will and Grace back. They brought Roseanne back. They brought just the same stuff. They're just bringing yeah. it back. You know, they're like, oh, what was a hit before? Like new yeah. ideas? No, screw new ideas. Right. right. What what worked before? Yeah. Yeah. yeah right. Right. Yeah. Because everybody's. Don't want to get. They don't want to lose their yeah, job. They yeah. want to stay in the safe zone, keep their job. Yeah. Yeah. Um. So, I mean, you know, just to kind of wrap things up, man, I mean, you know, we spoke on the voiceover work, we spoke on your journey, um, getting into acting, we spoke on uh, your acting, uh, the movie, Questions, uh, what is the process of that now? Um, you just got back from uh, Charlotte, in the, in the, yeah, in yeah, the, in yeah. the festival. So, yeah, man, yeah, man. It and played. you you won? Won, yeah, Questions, uh, won Best Feature Film. And then I won Best Actor. Okay. Um, Congratulations to that. Thank you. Thank you. you know thank you. It was a big honor. And uh, and I, I was on the scene. Well, I was on the scene to, to be, the, oh, be, yeah, be your yeah. personal no, barber. That's you know right. That's right. Yeah. yeah. Skip so, Snake. You, you, yeah. you in there, man. Yeah, you yeah, in the yeah, credits. Yeah, you forever yeah. attached. Yeah, yeah, you forever yeah. a part of it, yeah, man. Yeah, yeah. Um, But. Uh, so what are your plans for questions from, from this point? What are you. What is well, your goal with it? We're going to, it's going to, we're putting it in some more festivals. I'm actually going to Seattle uh, the week after next week. Okay. Um, it's going to be screening up there in the Langston Hughes Film Fest. Mm. So if you see, so if you hear this uh, before the 21st, it screens um, Saturday 
April 21st at 8 p.m. at the Langston Hughes Center yeah, I don't in think Seattle. This, this, this will already be. Will this already have played yeah, by then? Yeah. Okay, no, well, then, well, no, no, it, it, it won't have. No, it'll, it'll be played. The 21st is before. Ah, this is being played okay, after all right, all right, all right. Um, uh, well, when you listen to this, just support it anyway in the future. The festival. So, this is a great festival. I've actually been there before. Um, but anyway, so we're going up there to do that, screen it there, and then we're going to get it to some, to some more festivals. Um, but then we're going to uh, try to get a... Well, we were going to try to get a distribution deal, and we're still going to shop it to see what kind of offers we, we, we're going to get. But for a long, long time, I've really been wanting to start my own distribution company. Mm. Um, because the major factor is because... Uh, you know, I feel like in this industry, you know, the challenges that minorities face in this industry, a lot of those challenges are because there's no minority really in a position to say, hey, you know, this movie is going to be made and it's going to be put in the theaters, right? Mm-hmm. That's always, you know, somebody else's decision, somebody mm-hmm. not a minority. Right. And so, right. Right. Um, and so, you know, in starting my own uh, distribution company, Especially if able to grow it and get it, you know, get it to a good point. Put 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 myself in a position to do that and start really trying to help, you know, because if you notice with, with minority, you know, entertainment, usually it's always like one kind of entertainment for a while. So like Tyler Perry was hot, right? So mm-hmm. now it's like everything that had to come out this feature had to be Tyler Perry-ish. You know what I mean? That's what they wanted. Tyler Perry's what's working, so it's got to be that. If it's not that. You know, you know, now he got that what's that movie with uh, Taraji? Acrimony. Yeah, yeah. I don't. Yeah, we gonna saw that. Did you, what did you think of it? It was pretty good. It's pretty good. Yeah. Okay. Good. Okay. I mean, it, it was like uh, you know, just watching like it, it was it was hitting the real effects of the black woman and how she feels um, after being there for her man mm-hmm. and then he you know supporting him or whatever and then he ups and you know uh, gets with another chick. Okay. And, you know, he enjoys the, she enjoys the fruits of the labor that he put in, or that she, and that Taraji's character dealt with. Now right. he's giving that to this other woman. I thought it was me and, me and my girl, we went to go see it and, you know, thought that it was a good movie. You know, it was a decent movie. You know what I mean? It was yeah. good. It was really Taraji's what made that. And looking at that movie, it left me, and then come to find out, they shot that in eight days. Well, that's how Tyler Perry does his yeah, everything. Yeah, he shoots, shoots everything. It, yeah, real quick. Yeah, and yeah. Uh, and it was um, and Taraji says she shot, shot all her scenes in five days. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I'm like wow, but you know what? Watching that movie, it made me think like I could see Taraji playing if they were to remake a um, Mommy Dearest. I don't know if you're familiar with Mommy Dearest. Oh, yeah, of course. Joan Crawford. Of course, yeah, yeah. Like because yeah. she had this look in the movie, the entire movie. I was like. I could see her if yeah. they did like a, you know, not she obviously couldn't be Joan Crawford, but just some type of character like that. Yeah, like a mommy dearest. She would. She would. Oh yeah, she, no, I agree with you. She she's got that. I should write. That. She's got that. Yeah, you should. <laughs> but um, you know what? You know what's funny? And I'm looking, and I also want to mention too about like this these these screen you know writing scripts. Yeah. Because you know I have a few scripts in my mind that I want to you know actually write down and things of that nature um actual stories mm-hmm. um somebody who has an idea want to write out a story I, I mean they can write the story down to get everything out and then get someone else to write the script mm. 
and then from there they can shop it. That's how that works. You mean if you don't know how to write a yes, a, write a script? Um, yeah, sure, yeah, yeah, yeah. Because I'm you, I'm thinking about getting into you know. I mean, we've had these conversations before. Yeah, yeah, but yeah. You know what I'm saying to be able to write scripts like that. Yeah. You know, write out stories because I have a few ideas that I don't want to keep just nestled in the brain. Right, right, right. And the fact that you come with that idea and, and, and came with that in 96, 96. you know, that was around when Pac died. Now, how does that feel to think about, you know, come up with something like that when Pac died and now you've seen it on the big screen? Like, what does that feel like? Um, what, you mean seeing... Uh, questions. So just living with it for so long? Yeah. And... Because you passed up Six figures and did all that. So what yeah. made so you? Because we kind of we kind of went off. Yeah, yeah, so kind of jumped all yeah, over. The place, yeah, you passed yeah. off that six figures and you just kind of like, you know what I'm gonna just chill. Yeah, and you just sat on it for so long. Uh, yeah, because it was one of these things where we we we, we were going to go ahead and try to do it ourselves. Uh, and like I said, my boy was a filmmaker, and so like yo, let's you know let's do it ourselves. And so uh, we tried to put a package together. We had some interest in Lawrence Fishburne. We had Terrell Hicks. Sticky Fingers was actually attached. Um, what? Yeah, yeah, yeah. We had Lawrence uh, Fishburne. He wasn't attached, but we had some interest. The interesting thing with him was that he liked the script, um, and he would have been willing to be attached, but he wanted us to get the funding first. But we were kind of like, "Well, yo, we kind of need your name. If we can say that you're attached, then we can get the funding, you know." But so it ca- it turned into you know, and it, it's just it ended up not happening. Everything kind of fell apart with that. And so after that happened, yeah, kind of just put it away. And, um, man, probably 10 years later, uh, I was watching something that made me think about it. I was like, yo. I pulled it out and read it and was like, yo, this was dope. Like, I forgot how good this joint was. And so I just started rewriting because at this time, I changed as a person, had some new experiences and mm-hmm. been through some and went through. And also, too, at that time, some movies had come out that had done some stuff that I felt was kind of similar to what was in that original script and everything. So I just started rewriting it and uh, went back, rewrote it. And um, it actually, from that point, it took another five or six years before. To so rewrite it? Well, yeah, because I kept rewriting it. I mean, you know, it was like, because from that time I pulled it out, I did a rewrite, then I would go back, do rewrite some more. Sometimes a movie would come out and I'd be like, man, it's kind of similar. So I do a rewrite, rewrite it, and Damn. then if I experience something, I go in. So yeah, so I probably did between between the time where I pulled it back out to the time we actually started shooting it, I'd probably rewritten it a good 15, 20 times. Easy. Wow. Easy, you know. Um, and so it, it was, I mean, so by the time we shot it, it was like the, the this script is there's literally nothing. It's completely different script than it was in '94. I mean, I mean '96. Yeah. <coughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Like the final draft that got shot is nothing. Is nothing like the uh, the first draft. <laughs> nothing at all. Um, but uh, yeah, man. And so it's crazy. I, I mean, I think I think the biggest thing that gives me pleasure from the whole process is the fact that now it's playing for people and people are getting so much pleasure out of it. Mm. The, the response is getting from audiences. That's what's just like. It goes back to that. Comes back you to that. Yeah, yeah, it comes back and to you that. Going, you, you know, it's yeah. like you're doing. It's like you can go up. You're you're, you're with competing. You can throw yeah. the shot up and win. 
but you like to do it in style. Yeah, yeah. So yeah, now exactly. you're seeing something that you basically been doing, yeah. but this is something that is like your baby. Yeah, it's like yeah. you kind of giving you're showing them a piece of you. Yeah. So by them, by the by the consumers, the crowd responding to that, they're seeing they're responding to you. Yeah, you yeah, know, yeah. I mean, basically, yeah. yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's that same, yeah. that high, yeah. that rush. And then it goes back to just, it goes back to your high school, man. That's why I tell people, whatever it is that you see your, your child doing, or whatever it is, you know, you talk to a kid and say, what do you enjoy doing? What is it that you enjoy seeing or, or experiencing? What brings that high to you? And whatever a kid feels like, well, when I play piano, or yeah, yeah. how people respond, or whatever, whatever. If that's what it is that they're saying, man, that's what you have to, you know, work work on and bring to fruition for the child. But yeah. the child himself will automat or herself will automatically know um, within themselves. The same thing with me. You know what I mean? Just me, you know, creating music, me cutting hair. I mean, it, when I hand that person the, the mirror and they look in the mirror like, yeah, that's a high for me. It's like the same thing when I make a beat. Yeah. And someone hears the beat and they bobbing their head. Yeah, it's yeah, a high yeah. for me because it's like that's me being stylish. Yeah. You know, that's me do me doing something in style. Like how it is with you throwing instead of throwing a shot up, you want to throw it behind your back. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know yeah. what I'm saying? And yeah. stuff like that cuz you want people to see that, you know. Well, from this point forward, what do you see yourself in the next 10 years? Man, you know. Cuz we had this conversation and also want to let everybody know we had a conversation some months back, and you know, this man was like, "Man, you know, things aren't working out." I made, you know, what I'm saying, and you know, he was telling me this, and, and and I'm saying this because a lot of actors get to that point. A lot of people yeah. in general get to that point where they're like, "Man, maybe you know, maybe this isn't working out like I thought it was, or whatever yeah. the case may be." And if this this doesn't work out, then I'm already setting up Plan B and C for the next step. Next thing I know, I turn on the TV and I see this man on Unsolved, the Tupac and Biggie yeah. uh, show on, uh, I think it's, uh, what's it, USA. Uh, on USA. Yeah. And yeah. I'm like, what? You know what I'm saying? I'm like, what? No, I, hold on a minute. And then, like a week later, I see this man on a com- on a commercial. <laughs> what's it, a Lowe's commercial? Lowe's, yeah. See him yeah. on a Lowe's commercial. I'm like, okay, yeah, he ain't going nowhere, man. <laughs> so he's going to be right here. You see what I'm saying? <laughs> but I say, I say that to say, as soon as he began to come come to that 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 plan b and c and kind of i wouldn't say doubt himself but started coming to realization of doubt he began to things began to start looking back up and this is a true confirmation that from you to go off to the festival and your project and you to become you to win the award for best actor out of all the yeah you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Come on, yeah. man. You, you know that's like that's like no. That's God saying, listen, you're not going. You're not going back to Texas. You're not going to Texas. Yeah, yeah. You're yeah. gonna stay here. I got more work in store for yeah. you. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So just stay focused, stay grounded, keep grinding. You know what I'm saying? And just do it. Just do it. Just do just it. Just do it. You know just what I'm saying? It. And you doing it? Doing it, man. You doing it? Um, yeah. any last words for any up and coming uh, actors or anything like that? You up know and what I'm coming saying? actors. Yeah. yeah. I, I I would say this. When you when you try to jump into this game just make sure you're doing it for the love of the art and the craft because from what you were just talking about all that like really at the end of the day 
even beyond work starting to come back in, mm-hmm. what really, because it wasn't the first time, I mean, it's, it's, it's all a roller coaster ride, Definitely. like life. Definitely. But the business can be even more brutal because, you know, there's a lot of nonsense you got to put up with it. Yeah. And, um, but if you're doing it because of the love or the art, the pa- a passion for the craft, yeah. you'll win. Mm-hmm. If you're doing it to become a star, mm-hmm. if you're doing it to make a lot of money, yeah. that's like that's your that like that's your, you know, motivation. Yeah. It's not going to work out. It has to be a part it of has you, to be, no matter yeah, what. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It has to be, yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. The good, so, the bad. That's right. Yeah. yeah, yeah. The good, the bad, the ugly. It has to all be a part of you. Yeah, yeah. And you have to take the good with the bad, and you have to take the stride with the ride. That's right. Hey, I appreciate you coming through, man. Oh, Lounging yeah, with yeah, me, yeah. man. Without, you know what I'm saying? And I mean, you know, it took, it took a while. It took a while to but get But you finally yeah, came yeah, through, yeah. you know what I'm saying? You're a busy man, so I'm glad that you was able to come through and lounge yeah, with me. You know yeah, man. Yeah, man. I'm, I'm, I'm going to want to do this again, man. You're going to have repeat guests on your. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. All right. All right, you know, all right, all right, right, yeah. I'm going to do a follow up. I'm going to do a follow up. You know what I'm saying? Maybe a couple years from now. You know what I'm saying? Something like that. You know what I'm trying to keep this thing going. You feel what I'm saying? I mean, it's all about just doing it so I'm in the midst of just continuing doing what it is I'm doing along with some other things yeah yeah you know what I'm saying the motto of today is to just do it that's right so everybody out there that's listening right. you know what I'm saying don't look down upon yourself just stand up stand up tall and just do it just do it so until next time peace